0: welcome to a very special edition of and another thing the podcast that continues to set records start trends and then break those subsequent records my name is jody jenkins and i am tony clement and we are doing a year in review i felt it was timely to do so yeah. And if I'm being
1: 100% honest, it was actually your idea. So, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. It was, but uh, listen, uh, everybody's doing it. And we, we, I think we're actually ahead of the curve because it's going to obviously build up steam as we get closer to December 31st. But 2020, I don't know. We were trying to dig around. What, what actually happened in 2020? It was kind of a calm year, right? Well, one of
0: the biggest things that happened, Tony, was this program was officially sponsored by Municipal Solutions. Municipal John Mutton.
1: solutions. John
0: Mutton and the crew there doing an amazing job. And we so appreciate their support. Municipal solutions and I know Tony, you have a couple bits of info you can pass along.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of working on a jingle, though. You know, municipal solutions for all your municipal solutions needs. needs. <laughs> yeah. But they are, John in the gate, John's, uh, hes a, I think we can say this, he's, he's away again. He's back in Zagreb pursuing the love of his life. Yep. Uh, but, so uh, check out at Muttonator for uh, the updates on his... Uh, family dinners in Zagreb but uh, what a guy and uh, you know he's got a movie coming out right I think he mentioned that when he was on yes yes he did blood slinger it's called yeah I'm sure it's (laughs) a family family rated movie with a title like that but he does actually do some work too through municipal solutions and the gang there business development market analysis energy and infrastructure advancement strategic planning stakeholder in government relations, and public policy development. Visit municipalsolutions.ca for all your municipal solutions needs.
0: <laughs> okay. Year, oh, and I'm well, sorry. Hey, before we get on, what? Lord and what? Lady Coffee. Lord and Lady Coffee, yes. Got to give a big shout out to them. Lord and Lady Coffley, Coffee. Coffley, <laughs> coffee? Coffee? Locally. Coffee? Coffee? Locally roasted, small batches of beautiful coffee. We have our signature blend called The One. We also have a dark roast called Midnight Voyage. If you go online to lordandlady.ca, we ship anywhere in Canada. Spend over 40 bucks, Shipping is free. Wow. So make sure you go do that. And we have had a stellar month. Yeah. I was telling you off air, um, Tony, that we've had... uh, I I don't want to give too much information, but we've had several... Uh, store locations in the GTA yes. made uh, made what I would deem a big purchase for us, considered where we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're excited to see the coffee go out there and online sales are up. So do yourself a favor, uh, lordandlady.ca, order yourself some coffee. And again, $40 or more
1: and shipping is free anywhere in Canada. So Hey, you should do a blend because I, I was riffing there and you should do a, a blend called kafifi <laughs> <laughs> That's what Trump called it once. Yeah.
0: I actually was wondering we should do a blend for the show called and another thing and where, another thing you know, broadcast brewcast or something we'll exactly. do a special a special blend but I was thinking of a uh, a jingle for us like Lord and Lady Coffee come have a cup with Tony and Jody I
1: love it ooh it's kind of jazzy I like that.
0: Or we could do a gangster rap version or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That'll that'll increase our sales. DJT, up. this is Jody J. Come have a cup of coffee today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that actually Word. sounds better than a lot of uh, hip-hop I've heard, but anyway.
0: Okay, okay let's okay, see. Here so we go. Year in review before we lose any more of our subscribers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I do want to give a quick shout-out to some of our, our biggest fans, and if you have any names, you can drop them as well. Mike Stiff, who is a longtime listener, and Great. we really appreciate his support. He's always given us feedback. So I want to thank Mike for his continued um, subscribing and downloading. Do you, sure. Is there anyone that's like pops out in your mind?
1: Well, uh, Kirsten Baker uh, has been a longtime subscriber th- since the get-go. I, I just had lunch with her yesterday, and she, uh, she really enjoys the show. So uh, thank you, Kirsten, for listening.
0: And in case people are wondering, those are not the only two people that we have listening to the show. So there's actually six more. Yeah, exactly. Uh, We won't won't name them. they're in the witness protection
1: program. So
0: (laughs) Okay, so here we go. We are going to do a review of some of the top things of 2020, I assume. Maybe it's not safe to assume. But let's start with, I think, the biggest story of the year, which would be, of course... COVID? Is that the biggest story?
1: I, th- I think it's got to be. But it's fu- the, the thing that I noticed, because I was doing a little bit of, you know, thinking and Googling and so on, the stuff that you forget, because COVID has been such a monster of a story. Yeah. but You know, Kobe Bryant died in that helicopter crash at the beginning of the year. Remember that?
0: Yeah, well, that was before COVID, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah th- this has been the before times. But I'm saying these are stories that would have been huge uh, in and of themselves. And were huge at the time, but we yeah, no, kind of blended into the ether. Uh, you know, I, people are mentioning Australia's uh, fires, the bushfires that started at the beginning of the year, uh, when we thought that was the end of the world there. And, uh, you know, there's, there's all these other stories that, that just, uh, are not part of the story now because they're, they're not related to COVID. So that's what I found interesting.
0: Well, and I hate to bring this up because I'd be the last person that would want to remind people of something I said that wasn't accurate. But I can remember our one episode where I said that COVID would be like gone in a week. Oh, did you say that? Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I said it. I said we won't be talking about that. No, no. It's just
1: uh, just, uh, like, uh, don't worry about it, folks. Uh, Move along. Nothing to see here. But at
0: the time, though,
1: even our government was kind of like. No, they were you know, saying, yeah. Yeah, they,
0: they were like, they it's were not saying, a big you
1: know, deal. Low risk, low risk, uh, not not a big deal in Canada. You know, that was the initial story. And then I remember Patty Hajdu, our health minister, she went from that and she flipped to buy all of your supplies right now. Yeah, yeah, run out. Get go. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a bomb shelter, use it. Yeah, and then like toilet paper literally flew off the shelves. And toilet
0: paper would be up there for story of twenty twenty for yeah, sure. Toilet
1: paper, the TP, uh, yeah. really was uh, a a very big item. That's for sure. So uh, and flour because people started baking yes. sourdough. Sourdough, if yeast, yeast was hard yes. to come by. Yes, yeast was hard it's, to come by. So, so. there
0: were some very interesting things. Quickly, Tony, I don't know how much time you want to spend on COVID, but I got to say this because I was listening to a talk show in Toronto yesterday, and one of the hosts, well, named Jerry Agar, who I'm a, I, yeah. I, I, I like Jerry's show, and Jerry was made a good point about where we are in this pandemic, and he said, you know, in Toronto, for example, it's been almost 22 days of lockdown now, yeah, and cases continue to go up. right. So what's what's going on there? And he also made an interesting point if you're familiar with uh, their station, which is News Talk Ten ten. Where John Moore, the morning show host, yes. is now starting to agree with Jerry and make the same points on some of the things. And as John, as uh, Jerry said, when John Moore starts to agree with him, you
1: know, <laughs> you know, the government's in trouble, right? Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah, because he's been a, a cheerleader for the liberals. Yeah. That's for sure. So
0: it's true though, because P and Toronto. Now I'm removed from that because we're not. I mean, you probably obviously have more of a connection there than I do, but I don't hear a lot about it. But it sounds to me like Toronto is starting to get a little restless.
1: Yeah, I haven't been in Toronto, like the city of Toronto, since November 11th, so I'm a bit out of date there. Uh, I have been through Peel, uh, and Peel is just, you know, Brampton is Brampton; they just do their own thing. I I, I haven't seen a lot of change there, but uh, but I I'm I, not as if I'm going out and about in Brampton, so I want to make that point clear. But uh, uh, Muskoka just recently joined the red zone, so I'm sure I'll see some changes there for our shopkeepers. It's not good news, obviously, just before Christmas. Um, but you know, this is this is the problem. Like, if you went to a true believer and said, "Okay, it hasn't worked." Um, You know, the lockdown hasn't worked in Toronto and Peel. The numbers are still going up. They would say, well, that's because people aren't aren't adhering to it and we have to make it work. We have to make more of a lockdown to have an impact. That's that that will always be their argument. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: So uh, so and then if 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 the numbers started to go down, their argument would be, well, we got to keep the lockdown on because we're making progress. So you're in, you're in a trap. You're in this uh, logical trap. So, uh, you know, obviously the game changer that everybody's hoping and praying for is the vaccine, which I know is controversial in and of itself. But, uh, ho- you know, my hope, I- I'm not an anti vaxxer. So my hope is that, uh, it, it does make a big difference in the new year. But even then, there, you know, I saw this story. Oh, you're still going to have to wear a mask. And you're, you know, even with the vaccine and, Uh, You know, you just wonder how how much our life has changed forever as a result of uh, this once in a century uh, pandemic. But here we are. uh, And uh, I was thinking about trends that uh, have happened uh, that you wouldn't at the beginning of the year, you would never have said, uh, you know, and, and obviously one of them is Zoom. Right, you know, Zoom calls. Everybody's doing Zoom calls. Uh, I wish I had bought Zoom stock in in, in March, uh, but uh, Zoom is is obviously uh, here and here to stay. Or other teleconferencing services. We don't have to. Uh, we don't have to make it particular to Zoom. Uh, and a couple of other things that happened that were big um, were uh, chess made a comeback because of the Queen's Gambit that uh, netflix really? show yeah like know you know, that. chess sets are being bought and uh i i was a chess player when i was a kid and i, I brought out my chess board and I'm, I'm working my way through chess problems a lot of people are doing that so that's that's a big trend amazon of course online shopping cyber monday this year was the biggest ever um and uh it's it's tough for our retailers i know but the the fact you know if my kids are any indication, <laughs> there's like package after package after package <laughs> on the on the on the doorstep uh, every week. So uh, the, that online shopping mode, I think people are quite used to that now, and I don't think that's going away anytime soon. That's for sure. So those are a couple of trends that I thought of, and then and then are there are are. Our TV watching trends. And I, I thought of three things. One of them was the Queen's Gambit, of course, the crown, everybody, you know, watching the crown because it's the Chuck and Die story, Charles and Diana uh, and uh, two others that around the beginning of covid Tiger King. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That Carol be,
0: Baskin and yeah,
1: and, yeah,
0: yeah, cat, cool cats and kittens.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then you, Jody, you and I talked about this on the show at the beginning of the year, but The Last Dance, that Michael Jordan documentary. Yeah, that was uh, good. That was very good. I still think it's it was such a terrific, terrific program. Um, not only about Jordan, but about human nature and and the the will to compete and the will to succeed. Uh all of those things. So um that was a that was a huge I remember watching that. That that consumed a lot of time at the beginning of the pandemic for me. Any 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 that come to mind for you?
0: Well, when did the Mandalorian start? Was that last year?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That last year, yeah.
0: But season two, and yeah. we found out more about the foundling or the
1: child. That's right. Baby Yoda, for those who are not in the know, but yeah. no baby, the baby Yoda means cause, because that was last year. Because I remember I did acquire uh, off the internet a baby Yoda ugly Christmas. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sweater. was at the, end of the,
0: the end of the year, though, right? Yeah, like it was close to, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so
0: that was, uh, and I think that kind of counts because that's, uh, 2021 is about, or sorry, 2020 has been about people love Mando. There's no question.
1: Oh yeah, no, and it's a great show. It has a really gritty feeling to it. Uh, Although uh, Star Wars always has been grittier than uh, Star Trek, let's say, but, uh, but uh, no, it's, they, they've managed to create another world that was not held hostage uh, by the original Star Wars story. And I think that was very very important for the franchise.
0: And speaking of which, I don't know if you saw the other day, I don't know where they released it, but they gave a list out of the upcoming movies in the the Marvel Universe mm-hmm. and Star Wars. It looks like they got some interesting ones on the horizon.
1: They do. They do. That's going to be really interesting. Uh, uh, you know, again, Hollywood is adapting just as our musicians are adapting to the online world because uh, the lack of uh, mass live events. And uh, of course, the big news uh, recently was that Warner Brothers is going to be releasing its movies online simultaneously with theatrical release
0: yes we have got
1: uh, one one dc one uh, dc's wonder woman the matrix for all of these blockbusters that you would normally see in a crowded movie theater i guess they're they're banking on the fact that uh, people don't want to be in a crowded movie theater or that it won't won't be possible to be in a crowded movie theater so they're doing uh, you know pay for play but uh Uh, theatrical release plus online release. So uh, will Hollywood ever be the same again with that?
0: And you do realize that every 30 years, typically things return and come back into style. And speaking of movies, I don't know if you knew this, but they're redoing um, Mighty Ducks. I think it's called Game Changer. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so Disney's redoing that, but it's about 30 years ago um that, that those uh those movies aired oh, yeah. and and of course Emilio Estevez is re- returning to be the coach and all of course that he is <laughs> but it's just interesting because if you look back Tony um 30 years ago so 1990 and you look through some of the trends in 1990 you'll start they're either just starting to come out now with a little bit of a you know an updated twist um or you're going to see them soon so it's pretty cool I've been I've been following that for the last little while and trying to get ahead of some of these trends and kind of capitalize on them. And we have some stuff I'm working on, but. Oh, is uh, that right? Yeah. yeah, It's, 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 it actually is very accurate. Like 30 years, things start to come back and and even with music. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Music, like it's genres and styles. It's, it's very bizarre. Well, I did. Does that mean the spice girls are coming back? I wouldn't be shocked because it'd be considered retro,
1: right? Or something vintage or whatever. Sure. Sure. Well, and we we did we did uh, lose some um, musical performers this year. I want to make that point Uh, at the beginning of the year. The real bummer for me was to lose Neil Peart, uh, the drummer and lyricist for Rush. And uh, he he is uh, he will be missed for a very long time. I know Um, Little Richard passed away this year, a great pioneer of rock and roll. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, he, he was a trailblazer and, uh, he created, he helped create the genre of rock and roll. Johnny Nash passed away. Uh, you know, I can see clearly now is it was, was his greatest hit, uh, Kenny Rogers, John Prine, and of course, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, I, I, yeah. I warned his, his passing, uh, too soon for me to, to, to lose Eddie Van Halen. So there were some, uh, some real giants that left us, uh, this year, and um, you know, again, some of these were were not as big as they would have been if you if you didn't have this the, the 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 kind of the the big COVID story and the big you know let's face it Donald Trump commanded the news you loved him or you hated him but he was always in the news every single day and uh, that was something that was true in 2020 as it was for the previous five years before that too
0: and. I'm a huge wrestling fan, of course, each and every year. Unfortunately, there are deaths in the wrestling world. One of the biggest ones came very recently with Pat Patterson. Uh, I'm not sure if you are familiar with him, but he was uh, an icon and a legend uh, in the world of wrestling. And and he passed away and uh, very prevalent in WWF and, of course, WWE. And then obviously before that, but... uh, Yeah, Pat made quite an impact. And then, maybe a little bit more obscure, but definitely someone from my age group in the wrestling world. Do you know the name Tommy Tiny Lister? Yeah, yeah, of course. So so he just passed away. And that was, of course, Zeus, who fought Hulk Hogan in the 80s. Uh, And you remember the movie No Holds Barred? That was uh, Hogan's nemesis. And then, of course, he played Debo in the uh, cult classics Friday, the movies with Ice Cube and uh, that crew. Right, right.
1: He was 62, I think. Oh, my gosh. So he's not quite up to uh, John Mutton in Bloodslinger, but he's almost there. Yeah, but he's
0: uh, – it was sad that he – I was watching some of his old – you got to go – I mean, I don't know how into wrestling you are, but Zeus had some good promo stuff with Randy Savage because at one time it was him and Savage against uh, Hogan and Beefcake kind of building up the war. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zeus and Hogan, and the promos were just classic uh it's just hilarious to watch savage and zeus uh <laughs> talk about it in sensational sherry as well
1: i know well, our producer it really was a, the beginning of uh, like trash talk in yeah. sports eh i mean it, i guess it came from wrestling first and then you you saw it in basketball and uh maybe a little bit in football here and there too so uh, yeah. that that's where it started really eh
0: Yeah. And I know our producer, Travis, will appreciate uh, us talking about wrestling because he's a big wrestling fan as well. So
1: I thought I might as well
0: get this in. I might as well get this in right now, too, because there was another big wrestling story at the end of the year. Sting made his return to AEW on TNT. So the Stinger is back on television. And that was a huge moment. So we're not talking about uh, the
1: bandmate in the police, though.
0: No, 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 no. We're not talking (laughs) about that. We're talking about
1: Sting. Okay. It's okay. sting. <laughs> so it's not about tantric ro- yoga or anything like that. Okay, that's that makes me feel better. I
0: take it. You're not a fan of the stinger,
1: Tony. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're, you're Now I thought that you'd mention this uh, as one of the trends of 2020, which was golf. Uh, yeah, golf
0: was huge. Year, the
1: sport of the year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know our, no our, our golf courses were uh overrun uh even into the month of november in ontario at least uh because uh they were they were a place where you could uh have some outdoor activity with other people uh and uh and uh, I, I tell you man those golf courses were for me uh part of my mental wellness program <coughs> playing golf with with friends and and getting out there and uh i i typically didn't use a golf cart i'd be walking the course yeah. And uh, so great exercise too. So good for golf uh, because they've had some very lean years in the last few years. It
0: was like a place that was normal. It was like the only sense of normalcy you could get. And here's an interesting stat, Tony. I just saw this last, uh, last night, it was blew my mind. So golf Ontario released um, some statistics from 2020 by the numbers. And they showed the top five players by each gender with the most posted rounds for the year, meaning the most, uh, scored rounds where you enter into the computer if you carry an official handicap yes and they didn't leave they didn't put their names they just put the name of the club and wh- how many rounds so 2020 the, the top male player at was at the Toronto Hunt club and played 234 rounds <laughs> Just to put that in perspective that's the equivalent of playing every day straight for eight months yeah okay the top female, was at the Oaks of Cobden Golf Course, and she played 157 rounds, which is still insane.
1: That's insane.
0: 234 almost seems impossible to me.
1: Well, I guess you get a couple of 30, uh, more than a couple of... Yeah, eight, more than 30, a couple. 36 uh, holes rather than 18, and uh, oh. because, holy I smoke. played
0: 71 times, according to my official scoring thing there. I probably played more because there was some charity tournaments and sure. stuff, but, but I thought that was a lot, so...
1: Well, I, I think that's great for the sport. Uh, you know, uh, as as our listeners know, Jody and I are both both golfers. But Jody, of course, is right into it with his uh, his golf. Uh, Clients and uh, and show and so on, but uh, it, it, it was really good to see that at least that part of the economy was doing okay. So kudos to all of our golf courses. I got to mention uh, before we, we sign off, of course, Canada had our own set of news. Uh, we started with the blockades. Remember that? Remember the blockades? Oh, I for- completely forgot about that. Yeah. You know, uh, obviously, Indigenous communities were involved in that as well as other uh, people. Uh, and that, I thought, was going to be the big story of the year, how wrong I was. I was
0: then, right. I was right by me. Yeah, that was exactly. Right here.
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And uh, Diane Denega.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, of course, the We Charity scandal was big news in, in Ottawa. And the, the demise of Bill Morneau as the finance minister, that was a big story. And uh, we had three elections uh, in Canada, in Saskatchewan, New Brunswick, and British Columbia, And uh, in all three cases, the incumbents were reelected. And of course, uh, Aaron O'Toole won the uh, Tory leadership. Uh, And I guess another big story would be, uh, the the fall and rise of Doug Ford, you know, who was like in single digits practically in terms of voter popularity at the start of the pandemic and has, of course, soared to new heights with his handling of the pandemic. So, uh, you know, uh, political careers have been made and broken in 2020, uh, either directly or indirectly because of the pandemic.
0: Yeah, it's been an interesting year. And quickly, Tony, because I know we're running out of time and you did bring up politicians and handling of COVID what did you make of Brian Pallister's emotional plea uh not that long ago to the people of Manitoba
1: yeah I mean I guess part of me uh you know I think there there's a little bit of ass covering going on like uh, so that he can say well I tried everything and if it doesn't work he doesn't he doesn't have to take the blame for it um I I gather it struck a chord. Some people found found it off putting, but other people, you know, thought he was speaking from the heart. I I could never do that as a politician. I, I got to tell you, I, I just think it was too emotional for me. I I just couldn't do it. But
0: uh, yeah, I uh, don't. I it, to me, it came off. I don't know if I was buying it. And and the other thing that kind of raised a red flag for me, and I'm not saying he made it up at all. All I'm, no. I'm just giving my perspective was when the the left side of the political spectrum was like a, like was just in arms and plotting and just so excited about it, which to me just is like something off there. I mean, when they get so jacked up about it, something's off.
1: Yeah. Well, there's definitely a a segment of the population that likes to suffer. They they're enjoying the suffering that's going on. They think it's somehow exalting, but uh, it
0: is a, it is a weird, weird situation. And I, for one, I'm going to be very happy when, well, if things return to, somewhat normal, but fortunately where we are here in Quinty, uh, the Bay of Quinty region, it's, it's pretty much business as usual. Uh, we've been fortunate, not a ton of cases Are you and,
1: in orange or yellow. Or yeah, we're, we're in yellow.
0: yellow. Um, there's been a couple outbreaks, but again, nothing to the same level of what you see in these highly urbanized centers. And right. You know, we, you know, we wear a mask and, but for the most part, it's, it's very, I think, I don't know. I think we're doing a good job and I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, Run in circles of with people who are fearful so I, I I don't know it just helps me,
1: but um we get out and we stay active and you know we, well, don't we, go want to our listeners, we wish well uh, we certainly wish the best of the holiday slash Christmas season to all of our listeners yeah. uh and uh we hope everybody stays healthy and uh that we hope twenty twenty one is a is a better year for, for everybody because it has been a tough year let's you know all joking aside twenty twenty. Uh, and remember like w- i remember in politics can i w- one last thing and another thing so it is one last thing um you know tw- 20 years ago every uh, uh, every uh, forward looking document, every manifesto was vision 2020. Cause of course, 2020 yeah. vision. And here's what we're, here's what the world is going to look like. If you elect me, here's what it's going to look like in 2020. No one could have predicted, well, look at 2020. <laughs> that isn't what anyone predicted or wanted. So, uh, it's, uh, the way the w- wheel turns sometimes, but we do wish health and safety, to our listeners, thank you for being loyal listeners. Uh, do rate our show. Do uh, listen to back uh, shows either on your favorite platform or at and andanotherthingpodcast.ca. And thanks especially to our sponsors and do write to the hurley burley
0: podcast and say hey when are you getting Tony and Jody on your show.
1: Exactly. We could have a like a mega podcast.
0: Hey, that's our Christmas wish. We look, yeah. we're not trying to we're not jealous, we're not jelly of their show. We're not trying to one up them. Well, maybe we are trying to one up them, but yeah. here's our <laughs> Christmas wish. Scott Reed, um David Hurley, Jenny Byrne, let us come on the show. Please. Sure.
1: Please, yeah, we'll be
0: good. Do us a solid was a solid
1: yeah yeah we won't be snarky
0: oh no, not at all <laughs> scott reed if you're listening right now come on man come on man
1: come let's on man <laughs> let's do it
0: <laughs> okay two couple things i just need to mention yeah. quickly thanks again to municipal solutions presenting sponsor of the show find them online municipal big shout out to lord and lady coffee go to lord and lady.ca and Anything over forty bucks, free shipping anywhere in Canada. And finally, Tony, we have a great guest coming up on our next episode from yes, the C- from the CBC.
1: Is that correct? <laughs> no, not from, from the non not CBC. Holly, oh, okay, uh, she's a Black Locks, uh reporter in she rips on the CBC. My apologies. Oh yeah, exactly. So she's going to talk about what it's really like uh, to be a reporter and surrounded by all these mainstream media types. It's going to yeah, be yeah, some- yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs>
0: And then we're also going to do, hopefully, I haven't told you this, but episode after that, we should record a special where we do some Christmas tunes interspersed. You play your guitar, we'll do some tunes. Aw, sure. We should do that. It'll be fun. I'm in. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll set that up and make that happen as well. So anyway, appreciate everyone's time today. Tony, you have a great week, and we'll do this again in seven days. Absolutely, sir.